Before we get started with this episode of the podcast, I wanted to draw your attention to episode 307, the episode right before this one. I would really encourage you to give that a listen. Uh, It's entitled, This is the Most Productive Thing I've Done Today, and frankly, it's one of the most productive things I've done in a long time. So I'll leave it at that so we can get on with this episode of the program. But once you're done listening to this episode, I strongly encourage you to either download the episode for later listening or just jump right back to episode 307 and give it a listen. Thank you. I'd like to welcome Phil Simon to the Productivity Podcast. Phil, thanks for joining me today. Mike, thanks for having me, bud. Let's talk about communication. Particularly, let's talk about Slack. Now, the last time I had you on the program, we talked about your book, Message Not Received. And now you're talking about, which is a, a broader strokes of communication, right? A broader element. And I'm, you know, we talked about this just before we got on the program. And anyone who has followed my work for a while knows that I've, Done, gone the app route. I used to write for the next web, Cult of Mac, all that. I was focused on apps, and then I went to a broader perspective of productivity. And then I don't necessarily focus on apps. You've gone the other way with this thing, where you're talking <laughs> about the broader strokes, and now you've gone to Slack. So what what was the reasoning for going from, let's talk about it in, in a broader sense, and now let's hone in on an app, in this case, Slack. Yeah. Well, at a high level, um, I still think that message not received holds up, right? We use too much jargon. We use too much email. Mm-hmm. And that begs the question, what do we use to replace it? And message not received, I mean, they actually mentioned Slack in the book, yep. um, but it was about just this general suite of tools. And I'd argue that Slack is certainly one of the most popular replacements for email, but it really can do so much more. And as I started as a college professor, my first year I used WordPress, I used Google Forms, Dropbox, a bunch of tools, but they weren't terribly integrated. With Slack, I said, why don't I give this a shot? And importantly, I could compel students to use it. I could say, I'm not responding to email. I'm not responding to the learning management system. We're only doing Slack. And it just took off, became so much more than an email replacement. I forward led to reaching out to a publisher. And 10 months after the email, I get a response with, sorry, I dropped the ball, but Ellipsis still want to do the book. And I said, hells yeah. So... When people hear about Slack and they, I mean, it's, 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 it's a common app at this point. A lot of people use it. It's, it's become, we talked about this again before we started recording. It's become a verb. Let's Slack. Let's, you know, like it, it's become a ubiquitous term, especially in the world of uh, startups, tech, you know, uh, in, in office communication, because there's a lot of, it's replaced other things that I, you know, that I am was being used for other, other I am platforms. But um, like any tool, when people get it, they either try to dive into it and do everything it can do, right? Or they only scratch the surface of it and they kind of use it in a way that may not necessarily be the most productive. You know, it's kind of like email. When you think about it, like Slack was designed to be kind of the killer of email to a degree, right? And then email became, and we've talked about this before, the idea of emails that say, hey, thank you. You know, instead of like just those quick emails that are like, oh, geez, come on, you just loaded my inbox again with something kind of useless. Um, when someone starts with Slack, and I know you go into this into the book, but uh, what what are some good etiquette tips that people probably are overlooking when they when they're first diving into the tool? They're going, okay, I have Slack now. 
Now what? Yeah. Well, there are a bunch of tips in the book, uh, Mike, but one of my favorites is read the room. So if you're creating a channel, which for those of you who don't know, it's kind of like an email folder, but not really because the channel exists independent of people. Whereas an email folder exists in a person's inbox. You leave the company, it basically dies and all that knowledge in it. So if it's a company-wide announcements channel with 5,000 members, you know, posting a somewhat inappropriate joke is bound to piss some people off. However, if it's a private channel among people you've known for a long time, you might be able to you know, not necessarily have carte blanche, but make a few jokes that you, know, you wouldn't really want other people to see. Uh, but you're right. A lot of people know very little about Slack and they use just a, a small piece of the functionality. I'm sure you've heard of the um, power law and the Pareto rule, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which actually I uh, talked to one of the guys uh, on the Zoom for Dummies book, which we'll talk about at a later point. But um, for the most part, uh, it's, it's something like 37% of the people use 20% of the func. I'm sorry, use um, 80% of the uh, functionality. But there are power users there like you and like me. And I said, there's so much more you could do here. Mm-hmm. And that was just as a college professor. Once I dug into Slack's uh, enterprise grid, my God, um, this could have been an 800-page book. They have really added a lot of functionality to make it a true uh, unified communication tool. And then when you throw in apps like Zoom and Dropbox and Pocket and a million others, it becomes so much more than email. One of my biggest pet peeves, and I write about this in the book, is when people call it email 2.0. That's like saying, to quote the comedian Gary Goldman, my Lexus convertible is a cup holder. It'll do that. <laughs> I can do a few other things. I've never heard that before. Gary Goldman's great. He's the guy that did the uh, the uh, states, right? The one where it's like the different abbreviations, states, the abbreviations, yep. the postal abbreviations for the states. That's such a good bit. Fun um, fact: I actually um, interviewed him for Huffington Post, and when he played in Phoenix, I got a chance to meet him. But yeah, I um, I have a man crush on him. He is brilliant. Um, he? he has a great. Sta- yeah, he's got a great special too because he has some he, where he talks about is it depression? I think. Yes, the Great Depression. Right, 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 right. And he was in the Joker movie, I think, as well, if I remember. Correctly. Oh, was he? I didn't. Yeah, see that. I think he was in the Joker movie. Um, so let's 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 actually use this as a good cutoff because Slack. Can, we we got diverted there for a second. Slack can be that for some people, right? The idea of uh, you know a tool that is designed for um. You know, how I've used it always is, you know, at its core is this is for internal communication. Email is for external communication, largely, right? So when I want to talk to my team members, we're going to use Slack, whereas if I'm talking to other people, I'm going to be using email. And then there's there's a bridge, right? You know, there's going to be some bridging there. Um, but it can be a real – how do you keep Slack from kind of going off the rails and becoming what uh, – Going going away from its core as to what you were adopting it for, because like you said earlier, j- people use it for jokes. It becomes this like place where people just have this water cooler kind of thing that's going on. Where are how do you keep it from going too far off the rails? So then it becomes and I know why people call it email 2.0 to a degree. It's like, well, now it's the other communication that you have to manage. And oh, my God, look at my Slack inbox. It's filled with all these weird things. And I, I'm using Slack inbox as a general term. We know that that's not the. Thing. But the idea of my Slack is crazy now. Now I have to manage this thing, and it's it's kind of gone off of in a direction that we weren't hoping we weren't we weren't designing it to be for us. Yeah, I, I think that there's some truth in planning out how you want to use Slack, and there are actually some sidebars in the book from organizations that made some mistakes using it early on. There were too many channels. There were too few channels. There were too many apps. They didn't train people properly. So there's a huge 
change management element in this book, Mike. In fact, I think it's chapter 13 is all about ensuring successful adoption of Slack because you know as well as I that no tool sports 100% adoption rate yep. and these tools are very personal, right? How you use email, how I use Slack, how someone else has used Zoom or TikTok or WhatsApp or whatever. There are many ways to do it. Um, so I recommend starting slow, for lack of a better term, maybe with a few channels and seeing how it evolves. But the notion that there's one way to use Slack is is preposterous. I will say this to the folks who are reluctant to use Slack because they're afraid of change. With email, and you can set up filters and rules and quit your inbox, but fundamentally, it, it, something tells me you'll violently agree here, that email is insane in as much as it represents a way for anyone to put anything at the top of your to-do list versus Slack with the channels, with the custom notifications, with the device-specific notifications, with the keyword-specific notifications. I can configure exactly when I want to be contacted, right? which channels will contact me, which people I mute, which channels I mute, if there's a keyword in another channel. So I've got so much more control over my notifications. And I end the book, Mike, in the part of tens with last one. Quit Slack. Turn it off once in a while. Mm-hmm. Right? There's no law that states that you have to be available 24-7. When I go to the gym, I've got Slack on my phone, but my notifications are off. So if I choose to check Slack, I'm doing it on my terms. Slack isn't contacting me. And call me a control freak, you wouldn't be the first. But I think that's really important. I'm not a slave to my inbox. You go in to check your email. You got something from someone else. And an hour later, you go, what was I doing? You can really avoid that. Slack provides this incredible context, a 50-cent term. It reduces cognitive load. When a student from my database course sends me a message uh, or, or puts a channel, uh, sends a direct message to me or puts a message in a channel, I know it's that student from that class about that particular topic versus an inbox. Okay, what class are you in? What homework assignment? And that adds up over time. Sure, absolutely. And that's one of the great things about uh when, when, when I talked about earlier about like the internal communication, right? The channels allow you to further drill in and filter, but not in a way that, you know, uh, not in a way that can break necessarily, which yeah. is what can happen a lot with email. And that's one of the things where people say, oh, I've got these filters set up. I'm like, what if you're, you're set, you're relying on, <clears throat> you're relying on technology to do that filtration for you. Whereas with Slack, you can do that for sure. There's automations and integrations, but you can actually select things where it's like, hey, you're in, like, for example, this is the channel for this class. This is where you, and you can fine tune it, like you said, to make it so that that's where you see that stuff and personalize it so that you get the messages, again, hearkening back to your original message not received, that you want to receive in the context that they need to be received in so that like you said, we talked about Cal Newport's deep work earlier on. There's no attention residue of like, wait a minute, who's this person? What's this thing? You can actually literally hone in on, oh, this is what this means. Ergo, I do this. And that's that's powerful. Oh, it's fantastic. And it's so efficient. For example, I create workspaces for each of my classes, but there might be, for example, for one session of a course, say business intelligence, I might create an announcements channel, but I'm sharing that channel with another section. Mm-hmm. So I can create a, um, a multi-workspace channel because my, my former employer had Enterprise Grid. So I can post that message once or for grading assistance, if I use the same grading assistance, hey guys, I'm going to be off the grid for this weekend. I don't have to post that message in multiple channels. So, uh, And then you throw in Slack's uh, recent workflow builder where you can create these basically mini programs or apps without having to code. And I just say to myself, my God, I have an unhealthy love affair with this tool 
why wouldn't you want to use anything else? And I understand people's reluctance to change, but as I'm fond of saying, once you go slack, you don't go back. Let's talk about privacy and security. Cause I think that's something that people kind of get hung up on. And, and I'm using, I'm being very reductive about this term because a lot of people go, Oh, I want privacy. And in a lot of cases when you, you've probably already circumvented some privacy by joining other apps, I don't know, like Facebook and things like that. Um, what, when people are concerned about using Slack and they're concerned about privacy and security, wh- and I know you touch on this in the book for sure, but what are some of the considerations that, uh, or the myths, I think maybe, that people are, are you know, thinking about when it comes to Slack and, oh, well, what do they do with my data? How do I know that things are protected, et cetera, et cetera? Right. Why don't we just right. use Microsoft Teams as an example for our communication or let's say they're using Asana and I'm, I'm going to expand upon this because Asana has team conversations and all these other tools ha- are starting to build interestingly enough, core Slack functionality inside of the tools so that that way you stay inside of those tools. What, what, what about the privacy stuff that goes on behind the scenes with Slack and, and, and you know, files being shared and all that stuff? That's, that's right. something to th- keep in mind. Sure. There's a lot to unpack there, but at a high level, it's important to remember that, I don't know about the courts in Canada, but largely in the United States, the judges have ruled that if the company provides the tool, then they own the content of that tool. Right. So if I send you know, pornography on an email, it's not like I can't get in trouble for doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. And the same potentially holds true in Slack. I will say this, a Slack doesn't want to alienate its users or its customers. Now, by default, any private message that you send is private. Does that mean that I can't take a screenshot of it and send it to HR? Of course I can. Right. So I say in the book, if you don't want anyone to know about it, then don't put it out anywhere. And that includes a text message or TikTok or WhatsApp or Snap or whatever, right? So there's that. Um, with regard to security, you know, they offer end-to-end encryption, right? Is there such a thing as complete security? 100% no. Um, as I taught to my students, security is a process. It is not an outcome. Don't tell me that, you know, if, if your password is the equivalent of password and Slack won't let you do that, but if you write it down on a post-it note and give it to someone, mm-hmm. right, then can you be hacked? Of course. But it's pretty damn secure, I mean, remember when people talk about Microsoft Teams, I like to say this, you know, Microsoft has a boatload of collaboration tools. Even Teams is basically a front end slapped on top of SharePoint, which dates back to the mid nineties. You know, Slack ground up, their whole focus is collaboration. Whereas with Microsoft, they make a few other products you may have heard of like Office and Azure and SQL Server and Windows and a million other things. It doesn't mean that Teams isn't a serviceable product but Microsoft is very much playing fast follower, case in point, private channels. Up until fairly recently, Teams didn't support them. And it's, it's very similar to what Microsoft's doing with Power BI. They look at what Tableau does with data visualization and say, okay, we'll add that too. Doesn't mean that it's necessarily bad, but with regard to privacy and security, you know, if you know going in, and that's why there's a chapter on that, what to expect. And if a court orders or a government orders Slack to turn over documents, there is a process in Slack corporate export in which they can actually pull some of that private information because they may be investigating terrorism or fraud or something like that. But, you know, I think that Slack is aware of the balance. They're not treating things willy nilly. The idea that I posted in Slack, therefore it's not secure is just absurd. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. 
Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. All right, we're going to take a break from the conversation to talk about one of my favorite tools, and that tool is Text Expander. Text Expander is something I've been using for a long time, and what it allows you to do is do anything that you type repetitively, be it some kind of email response that you might be doing or any kind of text, really, and put them into snippets. And these snippets allow you to kind of save time because you just have to type in a couple of keystrokes, keystrokes that you determine, and those snippets show up for you wherever you want them to show up. Text Expander also updates your snippets on all your devices so you can use them when you work in the office or at home. And that's really important because when I'm traveling or when I'm just out and about and I want to use uh, Text Expander on my iPhone or on my iPad, I know that it's going to be updated across all of my platforms. You can make your snippets more powerful too with things like fill-ins, which I use all the time. Pop-ups, again, another useful, useful feature and more so that your messages are customized instead of just boilerplate text. So for example, when I want to let a podcast guest know that uh, we can line something up for a future date, I can use a pop-up or fill-in to indicate what that date might be. That's a good example of how I use Text Expander. And Text Expander is available for companies too. You can manage and share snippets for your teams and departments, and I've done that in the past as well. Text Expander works on all of your computers and all your devices, so you can expand snippets when you're in the office or working from home. And Text Expander also hosts interesting webinars every single month. You can sign up for Text Expander beginner, advanced, and teams webinars to learn more about boosting your productivity. And you can find all of those webinars at textexpander.com slash webinar. And again, Text Expander is available for a wide variety of platforms, including Mac OS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. I want you to start taking advantage of what Text Expander has to offer you and your productivity. So visit textexpander.com slash podcast and get 20% off of your first year. Just go to that URL, text just go to that URL, textexpander.com slash podcast. Search for the Productivities Podcast. That way you let them know that you found out about Text Expander from me and get your 20% off discount for your first year. I'd like to thank Text Expander for sponsoring this episode of the podcast and for making such a fantastic tool that I use every single day. Give Text Expander a try. You absolutely won't regret it. I recently sent an email out to all of my email newsletter subscribers, which by the way, you can subscribe to my newsletter at productivityist.com slash attention. But when I sent that email out, I said, hey, how are you doing? And I promised to respond to every single person that sent me an email. I'm still in the midst of doing that right now. And one of the tools that's allowing me to make sure that I get to all of those responses is SaneBox. You see, email doesn't have to be a soul crushing distraction because with SaneBox, you eliminate that from the equation. See, SaneBox's artificial intelligence monitors your inbox automatically. So any of that crazy email that you don't want, it's moved to your Sane Later folder. And then all that's left is the important stuff and really the knowledge and the, the happiness to know that that stuff's been taken care of for the time being. Now, if you know how email folders work, then you know how SaneBox works. You can 
find an email in the wrong folder, just move it to the right one. And then Scenebox will learn that that's where that email needs to go. There's nothing to learn. There's nothing to install. Scenebox works directly with every single email server or service that has ever been created. And the features that Scenebox has to offer are something that I'm using, like I said, with this latest initiative. And I can use them for any other uh, regular email that I want to be sending. There's Scene Reminders. There's there's Scene Black Hole for any of those unwanted emails that I never want to see again. Then they never come back to me. Uh, there are so many elements of what Samebox has to offer that I use, and I know that you can get a lot out of what Samebox has to offer as well. The scene Reminders is one of those ones that I'm using right now with this email that I'm sending out to my subscribers when they email me. It, it pings me if someone hasn't replied to my email. So let's say I do send an email to someone and I want to get a response. I do this with coaching clients as well. Then I can get a notification from Samebox and, and it'll tell me, hey, they haven't replied to your email by this date that you set. And then that way I can know how I want to respond to that. You can get a lot out of Samebox and I want you to start getting a lot out of Samebox today. So get a free two week for so get a free two week trial and a $25 credit by visiting Sanebox.com slash timecrafting today. That's sanebox.com slash timecrafting. Do it now. Get Sanebox into your life and remove the insanity of an overflowing inbox today. During this episode, you're learning a lot about Slack and how valuable a tool it can be. I've been using Slack for a long time, but I've also been into learning for a long time. And the UCI Division of Continuing Education can get you into learning right away. The UCI Division of Continuing Education offers convenient quality online education. And UCI is not new to online education either. They've been providing students with quality online courses for years in a way that you can learn on your own time online. There are a wide variety of courses and certifications that the UCI Division of Continuing Education can offer you from business to leadership to IT, project management, law, uh, human resources, and over 60 convenient certificates and specialized studies programs designed for the working professional. Online courses are taught by expert instructors with industry experience. They offer the flexibility and a real immersive online classroom experience, one in which you can even collaborate with your peers. Online courses allow busy working adults and busy working parents to take classes at their own time online. Continuing education is a phenomenal way to stay abreast of developments and best practices in your field, and you can gain the edge in your career or even launch a new business if you want, thanks to what the UCI Division of Continuing Education can offer you. They provide you the flexibility to stay on top of your game in your current role while you prepare to level up. So do you want to advance your career quickly? Well, with the UCI Division of Continuing Education, you can advance your career in as little as six months. But time is of the essence. Enrollment is open now for the summer quarter. Courses begin as early as June 22nd. So if you're interested in learning more about these programs as well, but you're kind of concerned about the cost, well, UCI has scholarship options for those that qualify. So visit ce.uci.edu slash productivityist and then enter the promo code timecrafting to get 15% off of one course. That's ce.uci.edu slash productivityist. Enter that promo code timecrafting 
and get 15% off of one course. Now, this offer is only valid until July 31st, 2020 at 11.59 p.m. And this discount is available for almost all of the certificate programs. The exceptions only include coding boot camps, international programs, teacher credentialing programs, and test prep courses. So what are you waiting for? Visit ce.uci.edu slash productivityist, enter that promo code timecrafting, get your 15% off of one course 